Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Harmon off tonight. He's back tomorrow. Steve DeSager in for Mike. And uh, the Clippers have cooled off a little bit. The 20-point lead after the first quarter has been cut into. It's now an 11-point lead for the Clippers, 47-36. The Laker bench starting to come alive. Montrez Harrell has a couple of buckets. 
he's got seven. Contavious Caldwell-Pope has seven. So the Lakers have cut into the Clipper lead uh, right now. Four and a half minutes to go before halftime. So it looked like a big runaway. Now has turned into a game. And, and luckily for everybody watching on TNT, it's all, well, the Lakers have made this a game. That's great. Uh, I still can't get over the fact that Taylor Swift Manor is down at Staples Center. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. You could have, they, they were going to unveil their banner tonight for winning the championship, but they decided to not do it until fans can come into the arena, which I think is pretty cool. They, the Lakers still got their rings and everything went normal ceremony, but they're not unveiling the banner until fans can come in. But you take this Taylor Swift banner down. I mean, seriously, I, I don't understand about that. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on this. I mean, really, I, I, I guess, I guess, TJ, <laughs> I just have to shake it off that the Taylor oh, Swift banner good. has been taken. By down. the way, I did a little research on this topic after last hour. The Taylor mm-hmm. Swift banner was first raised at Staples Center August of 2015 after her record 16th sold out concert. But keep in mind, the L.A. Kings hockey team is co-owner of this building. And since they have not won a playoff series since the Taylor Swift banner went up, fans have been clamoring for it to be covered up during the hockey games. And I read that it actually was covered up by the Kings on their opening night a year ago. And the plan was to keep it covered for all their home games. Now, the way things went, they didn't have any home games or any games, period, after March. So I don't know how things would have gone, but that is at least what I've read. And the Kings do have some pull. As I mentioned, they are co-owners of the place. And TJ, clearly Taylor Swift's banner taken down. There could be some bad blood between the two sides now, TJ. (laughs) Well, at least between her side and the building. I want to know if she's even darkened the door since the banner went up. Has she had a string of concerts since? Or is no, she I, I, extending a record that? or what? No. How do you do that? You, you can't. That's like, that's like you know, re- retiring. Well, Jordan did that and he came back. Bingo, I mean, it's like, yeah. like Michael Jordan hitting the game-winning shot. You walk away. No, but then he came back. No, I don't know how you come back after that. I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I think that you, you had the big string of sellouts and that's what you did. That's right. There's no need for encore here. You've got the banner. She probably hasn't darkened the thing. Of course, nobody's had any concerts most most anywhere no, the, since the March, last nine so months. There hasn't been. That's for sure. Know. I still say I would pay for video of Kanye taking the stage and defending her. That would be good to see. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, near halftime at Staples Center tonight. Two and a half minutes to go, and the Lakers are within fifty three forty six now. Lakers were down twenty after the first quarter, as you said earlier. This is the NBA. You know how so many things this past these past 12 months, the actual answer is, eh, it's 2020. That's really the answer. <laughs> it's kind of similar. It's, a, eh, it's the NBA. It's, okay, great. You're up 20 in the first quarter. You think the game's over? This is not a college football game. No. And, TJ, usually it's just the WNBA team. But now with the Taylor Swift banner being taken down, sparks will fly between the two sides after this, TJ. Well, does Chris have a team of writers for the show tonight, or is he? TJ, they took my banner down, and I left teardrops on my guitar. My my theory is that he just keeps making appearances on the Jason Smith show because (laughs) once he went to online streaming, people have forgotten that he's actually still employed. So he just kind of hops in occasionally. And TJ, Rob Palenka telling Taylor Swift, look what you made me do taking this banner down. TJ. By the way, speaking of Rob Palenka, did you see any of the ring ceremony with the Lakers tonight? Because they I saw had, a little bit of it before we came on, sure. For some of it, it was either UCLA health workers, 
announcing who is getting the next ring, you know, on the list of players and employees, or it was the family members, like the coach's family actually announced, oh, here's Vogel's ring and that kind of thing. And so I thought that was a great, you mentioned the many great ideas that have happened. This I thought this was another to add to the list of Lakers great ideas for this. Yeah, no, this, this, look, it, they've done everything right as far as I get that it kind of sucks for them, you know, because you win a championship and you expect, all right, hey, we didn't win how we did it in the bubble, but there's going to be a raucous atmosphere. The fans are going to be going crazy when we get our rings and raise the banner, and you can't even do that, you know, so to be able to do something like this, yeah, like, we're going to wait, we're gonna wait. On the it's, video. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty cool they're waiting for the fans. And now the Clipper lead is down to five. It's just yes. as the seconds tick, <laughs> we're going to get to halftime tied, aren't we, in this game? It's. I guess they are that good. Somebody, uh, Somebody's waking up. By the way, as Mark Gasol does not have a shot and three fouls here on opening night, mm-hmm. can we make, it's not really a prediction, but can we make a realistic statement about what to expect from Mark Gasol as a Laker? I do like the acquisition, but I don't think it's a huge upgrade over what JaVale McGee was doing. Now, granted, they didn't wind up playing JaVale McGee for obvious reasons down the stretch, but if you look at the seasons he had as a Laker, they were as good as he was doing anywhere else in his life, in his life of basketball. So to get rid of McGee, who can contribute, and get Gasol, who past tense did contribute, I just don't know what kind of minutes and production point-wise you're going to get out of Mark Gasol. Well, I'll tell you this. Here's what I expect before we get to the Nets and and the Warriors. Uh, He doesn't score at all all season. Finishes with zero points. (laughs) Zero points and no field goal attempts. He doesn't try a shot. You can't can't miss if you don't shoot, right? No field goal attempts, but he averages six rebounds and six assists per game. Zero, six, and six. They take the six rebounds. Forget the rest of it because they already added Montrez Harrell. I I repeat from last hour, this team was already champion and got better, (laughs) and Montrez Harrell is a massive reason why. Anybody in Los Angeles watches Harrell as in a Clippers uniform or had for years and knows what kind of a great player is, how how unbelievably deep. Dependable he is as a stat stuffer off the bench. There's a reason why he kept getting six man of the year votes. And then you add him and Schroeder, who's starting at guard now. It's wow. Wow. Did they get better? So we'll keep you updated on the Lakers. Again, it is a six-point game right now as we close in on halftime at Staples Center. Meanwhile, earlier tonight, hey, the opening game of the NBA season, Nets and the Warriors, well, it, it sort of ended like this. The chain of Brooklyn here at Barclays Center as the final seconds tick away in an absolutely brilliant opening night as Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant led the way. So the Nets' victory in the season opener, 125-99. to The Nets beat the Warriors. Nets Radio Network on the call. Kyrie goes for 26. Durant has 22. Levert comes off the bench for 20 and 25 minutes. And this game was a blowout from, from the beginning. It took right? six minutes for them to go it up was, by 14. Yeah, and then that was it. And, and, and the Warriors never threatened. And the Nets cruised 125 to 99. Now, clearly, these are two teams in different directions. But I'll tell you exactly how the seasons are going to go for both the Nets and the Warriors. Because it is opening night. I'll tell you how it's going to go. First, I'll, do, I'll tell you about the Warriors. The Warriors are going to be bad, 
right? I don't know why people were predicting the Warriors to come back and be a mid-level playoff team. They're not. This same Warriors team, and now they're trying to figure out Wiseman, who could be a really good player. At center, yeah. Yeah, and you're you're trying to incorporate Andrew Wiggins as well, a guy that can fill it up. What they need is three Wiseman, and they've only got one, and that's going to be the downfall because they really don't have a good starting five. Yeah, but you've got to wait till Christmas Day. I mean, you can't can't get three (laughs) Wisemen until Christmas Day. You just got another couple of days. That's what they need. You get two more. Two other Wisemen from afar, and then they'll be a regular competitive NBA team. Until then, they are not. But this is not a good roster, and this is the same kind of team that just got boat raced the beginning of last year until Steph Curry got hurt. And and I think the memory people have that, oh, yeah, Curry got hurt. They had nobody. They got blown. No, they were getting beat bad before Steph Curry got hurt. Yeah. This was the this was everybody's revenge on the Warriors because they didn't add. You know, they lost Kevin Durant. Not only do you lose one of the top three players in the NBA and the guy that's NBA Finals MVP and the guy that, that, that dragged you to finals uh, the last three years he was there, uh, you didn't really replace him. And for to think the Warriors are suddenly just going to be good because, well, Steph, Cur- Steph Curry's over 30 now. He's never played a ton of minutes, right? He plays about 33 minutes a game because the Warriors system worked great. Look, you are trading five years of a run that we haven't seen in the NBA since the, the Bulls in the mid-90s. And now you're paying because... All those guys are older. Some guys aren't on the team. This is a bad roster. Just because they have Steph Curry, it, it's it's sprinkled in everybody's head that oh, they're still going to be great. Yeah, if they make love. the playoffs, yeah. that's an achievement, Steve. If Absolutely. they because the West is so loaded. Like you, I look at a team like Phoenix that's going to take a big step up this year. But do I think the Warriors can? And, and Phoenix is going to finish like seventh in the West. The Warriors are going to be that good? Not happening. If they get to the playoffs, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. But I expect them to be in the lottery after this year. Let it's me- be a long season for the Warriors. I'll put it this way, a 50-loss season in the NBA, that's that's usually the tipping point. Oh, that wasn't a good year, right? They had a 50-loss season in a shortened season where they weren't invited to the bubble because they were so bad in the standings, and they still lost 50 games out of 65 played. I looked it up before Christmas a year ago. The record for Golden State was 5-24. and 24. The season was over before Christmas a year ago. Speaking of over, the Lakers are only down two in the final minute before <laughs> halftime. We can update that. They were down 20 after the first quarter. So there's the Warriors. I don't get why people are, are – maybe they feel bad. Steph Curry's a good dude. They like him, but you got to call it like you see it. Now for the Nets – Here's how the net season's going to go. Durant and Kyrie are so incredibly talented, they will win a lot of games. The net season's going to look like the Clippers season last year, except on steroids. And by that, I mean, you know, we paid attention to the Clippers, but a lot of the players weren't very uh, big-time uh, public personalities. You know, Kawhi, is, 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 you t- have to talk about him on the court because he doesn't talk a lot. He's not a big off-the-court personality. Same thing with Paul George. But it's going to be the same kind of season where they win a lot of games, but they lose a lot of games, and you kind of wait for them to take off and start beating teams like we thought the Clippers were going to do. But they'll still win a lot of games. There will be friction. There will be difficulties. It will be rocky because it's KD and it's Kyrie. And I, I don't know about these guys playing together for 72 games in the playoffs. I, I can't trust that they're going to keep it together for that long mm-hmm. and, and things aren't going to blow up. I don't know how much Kyrie likes basketball. I don't know how much Kevin Durant likes basketball. You heard uh, Rick Buecher say he did his interview with the NBA and TNT guys afterwards. He just didn't seem happy. He's never seemed happy. 
Kevin Durant, basketballs, I don't know that basketball makes Kevin Durant happy. He's found a way to not be happy in Oklahoma City. He found a way to not be happy in Golden State where it's, dude, if you can't be happy in Golden State, I don't know yeah. where else you're going to find your way, way to be happy. But now he thinks he's going to be happy in Brooklyn. Now after this first night, here's Rick Buecher telling us, you know, and Rick Buecher's seen a couple basketball games in his day. I, you know, Kevin Durant doesn't look happy. This is not a combination that's going to take you through 72 games in the playoffs in a championship. That's too much time. And I don't trust that KD and and Kyrie Irving together are going to be able to keep it together long enough. There will be some kind of personality conflicts that arise. There will be some. There will be rifts underneath. We will get stories about this all season long, and they will crash sometime in the playoffs, just like the Clippers did. And we're going to get all the stories about Kyrie's behavior and KD and who's enabling who and not listening to Steve Nash and Steve Nash. We're going to get all of that. That's the season for the Nets. It's just too combustible of a combination to think they're going to make it all the way through 72 in the playoffs and win a championship. It's not going to happen. Well, since Mike Harmon isn't here and he roots for chaos, he goes along with what Charles Barkley wanted, which is, oh, oh, send Harden there. Because all of this, what you said, is going to happen. And then if you throw another wrench into the gears, oh my goodness, instant explosion. This will be the most entertaining team in the Eastern Conference. It may not be the first place team, but let's see it. And as far as Durant, I think we all agree we're watching a Hall of Fame career here, but what you said reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal's Hall of Fame career, at least part of it, that I never got the impression for long stretches that if he wasn't as large as he was, that he would even be playing the sport of basketball. You know how some people are in it because they really have a love for the sport. I, I saw that in a lot of Steve Nash's career. You mentioned the name. Durant or anybody that's could you could fill in the blank on that it just it just amazes me how you could not take a step back away from yourself see what you have see what you're surrounded with and actually I don't know smile now and again and enjoy the temporary position that you're in Twitter at how about a fresca phone number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon Steve Desager in look if if I thought for a second Steve that they could do it and Kyrie could make it all the way through the playoffs and and be not be someone that causes a lot of controversy but just going back to before the season when both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving said you know lots of nights we 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 don't need a coach you know you or I could be the coach those right. nights I mean that's not going to change those are their Suddenly, true thoughts too yeah yeah this yeah. this is not where oh hey I said something I probably should have no they think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are now in charge of this ship in Brooklyn and their that talent is going to bring them to wins way more nights than it brings them losses but to get them all the way through that that's not that's not what they're made to do that they are made to be a show and they're made to collapse at some point in the playoffs against a team that just has it more together than they do because you know you hear that phrase now boy three years is a long time to you one year, 72 games. I can't believe Kyrie's going to make it to the end of 72 games without either getting hurt or being involved in something where he takes time away from the team or something happens. I just feel like it's just so, way too long to be able to think that the Nets can keep it together for that long. I don't. It's, you know, it's like this. It's like this. It's like Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving are kids that you know, and they're each you know good kids. They each are kind of quirky. They have their own thing, and they're okay, but you never let them play together. Right? No, we don't want you to play it. Why? Because you because you know, last time you played together, you made that big fort in the front of the yard with all that wood and the glass. Yeah, but that was a great fort. Yeah, but you, you cut up the garage door and you and you burned all the wood from my uh, workbench in the garage, and, and that cost us thousands of dollars in damage. Yeah, but we made a really great fort. Yeah, but you took. There's no garage door now because of what you did. Sounds like you're that, borrowing from some. 
somebody's childhood there. <laughs> that's kind of well. I never did that. It wasn't, oh, wasn't okay. that smart. No, no, no. But that's kind of what it is. Hey, there, you know, but together to trust them to play together. No, I can't do it. I, 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 I just can't do it. Okay, we've got to update this before the break because the Lakers were down twenty after the first quarter. The halftime score: the Lakers are down fifty-six, fifty-five to the Clippers. <laughs> 56, yeah, turn into a game 55. really fast. The Clippers were shooting 70% from the floor in the first quarter. They're under 50% for the game right now. So this is where we are, an entertaining opening night in the NBA here a couple of nights before Christmas because, you know, 2020. Uh, we'll have more NBA coming up next. All right, we told you what the season's going to be for the Nets, told you what the season's going to be for the Warriors. We got Lakers, we got Clippers. I will give you my surprise team that's going to make it to a conference final. And remember, I picked the Heat to go to the NBA Finals before the playoffs started. So I'm going to try to stay hot and give you a surprise team to make it to the conference final. And I don't mean like, oh, the Bucks or oh, the Celtics. No, no, no. A true surprise team. Who is it? Find out next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. It's Dominic wow. the Donkey, everybody. Uh, Steve DeSager <laughs> in for Mike Harmon. Boy, we got we got to get to Christmas soon, uh, Steve DeSager. We're we're we're, we're digging out. deep. Yeah. We're digging deep for these songs. <laughs> uh, hey, a scoring change uh, late in the second quarter. I assume they took a three away from the Lakers. As the uh, official score has gone from fifty six fifty five to fifty six fifty four, Clippers with the lead over the Lakers. This is a game the Clippers led by twenty after the first quarter, but the Lakers have just as good a second quarter as the Clippers did in the first, and now we got a game uh, going to the third quarter at Staples Center uh, in which the Lakers got their rings but aren't going to unveil the banner until fans are allowed back at Staples Center, which is a pretty cool thing. So we're talking a lot. It's a big NBA preview night tonight here, and, and we, we told you about the one team that can beat the Lakers right now in the playoffs. I gave you the Denver Nuggets. That's the only team I think can beat them right now. What kind of season are the Nets and the Warriors going to have as they squared off tonight, and the Nets just showed everybody why the Nets are going to win a lot of games and the Warriors aren't. But I'm going to give you a surprise team right now, Steve DeSager, a surprise team that will make the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Boston or Milwaukee, the 76ers. No, no, no. Remember, I gave you the, the heat that we're going to make the NBA Finals before the playoffs start. I didn't mention that too much on the show. No, but, not uh, at all. No, I didn't. But I want to make sure that you know people know that. <laughs> but uh, you know, clearly, looking at the teams in the East, and the reason I, I like them, this is a team that is really ascending. They had the best offseason of any team not named the Lakers. And in, a, in the East where the Bucks kind of just rearrange things, but they still have Giannis, so they're going to be at the top. Boston didn't really get better. The Sixers are kind of the same team. The Raptors are kind of the same team. And, you know, and, and they're getting older now. And is Kyle Lowry still going to be as good a player? And, you know, another year we have for him. He's got to come back and play. The Cleveland Cavaliers? Season. Is that where we're no. going? No, 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 no. And I'm, it's not the Knicks. It, okay. I'm not crazy. I'm not. I'll tell you, look, I'm actually excited about the Knicks this year, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, all these teams kind of stayed the same. But I'll tell you what, I expect to see in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Atlanta Hawks. Huh? 
They had such a great offseason. They're not just Trey Young, right? You think they're just Trey Young. They're, they're not a, they weren't a good team, but they got so much better in the offseason. All right? They come in. They bring in Bogdanovich. Yeah. They bring, they bring in uh, uh, Rondo. They bring in Dino Gallinari. So they have a lot of firepower. Good outside now. shooters there. Okay, they have a lot of firepower, right? Clint Capella's already very good. You know how, how big a superstar Trey Young is. John Collins is really good, Still too. waiting for the first-rounder uh, Hunter to do something. Yep, and, and he may wind up coming off the bench when it's all said and done, but you have him and Cam Reddish who can now be effective either off the bench or, or in a little bit smaller roles, and suddenly this is a pretty deep team and they're going to score a lot of points and they're going to sneak up on everybody who stayed the same. You want my surprise team to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Hawks. Hawks and the Bucks in the East Finals because they're going to have that kind of year. They're going to score so many points and this will be the Trey Young superstar breakthrough year. Where he's always been a fun player and everybody knows he's a star, but you know, you need that moment. You need your team to achieve and do well. Kind of like Jimmy Butler had last year with the Heat. He finally got his due. Obviously, Trey Young's a lot younger, but this is going to be that Trey Young breakthrough year. I'll give you the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And added Rajon Rondo, which say what you will about his age or, you know, People on the Lakers loved having him on the team. It was like another assistant coach down the bench. And then you got playoff. Rondo actually showed up a few times, too. And it was a really, really good thing to have him on. So he was added to the Atlanta roster as well. Trey Young, we all enjoy watching because he just jacks up shot after shot. He's going to shoot at least 20 shots a game. And no one else on that roster is going to be anywhere close to that. So you're going to have him at dare we say, at least 25 points a game for a few years in a row? Forget just this year. Do you agree that Trey Young has that kind of talent? Yeah, he he, he is. He, he's, but whenever you play in a team that that And he's getting the assists on this yeah, team, exactly. Too. Yeah. I'm telling you, I mean, I know it's a big deal to go, wow, they, were, they won 20 games last year. Really? they're gonna Look, this is a team that's going to get better as the season goes on. I don't think they're going to be a second seed. You know, I'm not saying suddenly they're going to rise up and, and be a 60 I still team. like Boston. They were young. They've been young. They're, they're not by any stretch over as far as, you know, crashing the party in the Eastern Conference. No, and look, they're going to have Tatum and Jalen Brown now for a long time. Years, yeah. So, so that's going to be a good thing but Kemba Walker I mean they let Gordon Hayward go and or you know he decided to leave Kemba Walker's still not healthy and and they still struggled to figure out a way to try to mix him into the offense so I you know I don't know Boston's one of those teams where I'm I kind of feel like okay yes every year they seem like they're about to break through but is this going to be that year or do they need to make that move for another star to come in but it just looks like it's weird Tatum he didn't always, as you say, have the other two guys that can score 20 points in a game. And still, there were so many moments you thought, wow, what a special talent this is. This is what an NBA team needs to win down the stretch, to take over games, to put the team on his back. And it's not like they don't have other. You mentioned Jalen Brown. There's another guy that can score 20 points in a game and then throw smart in the defense that he's shown them in recent years. This is still a very young and I think very good team Boston has. Uh, it's it's there uh, every year I've picked them they've fallen short like they've been my t- oh this is the year for Boston like and, the Clipper uh, picks in the way. West in yeah. other words every year I pick they go oh here they are but uh, they're just gonna fall I want to see Taco fall. fall when are we yeah. gonna see Taco <laughs> fall seven foot six or whatever he is yeah no look it's it, if if 
Tatum and Brown can continue their ascent and Tatum becomes one of the top five players in the league. Like I, I knew how good he was in college and how good he, w- he was going to be in the pros, and he clearly has come in to be that guy. If he continues just on that ascent, he's kind of on like a James Harden path where Harden for a long time was one kind of player, and then in the middle of his career he decided I can be a different kind of player. I mean, not where he is now. He doesn't want to play. He wants to go to strip clubs all the time. Yeah, this is different. But yeah. When he really took off under uh, Mike D'Antoni, he showed that, boy, he even has another level as good as he was. And, and I think Jason Tatum has that in him as well. Now, he has a season like that, then I'm back in on, on the Celtics. But because they gave up so much to try to incorporate Kemba Walker and it was just an odd fit and it didn't really work last year at the end of the year, I, I, I'm kind of hesitant on them to say, okay, they'll just figure it out and they're going get, to get back to the top of the East. It's, it's kind of weird because they lost some scoring in, in Gordon Hayward and now if Kemba Walker's not there, boy, that's a lot to ask those guys to carry the load every single night. And if is the sentence you have with Kemba Walker now for the rest of his career, right? Because he's into his 30s and we've seen so much time off. We saw the greatness of Kemba Walker from the college ranks and the UConn run, right? But once you get into with an injury history and get into the 30s, and also I repeat, it's noticeable someone in their 30s on this roster because they are so young. Guys like Jalen Brown, it seems like we've seen them for many years. Wasn't he drafted at like age 20? And it seems like we had Marcus Smart on the Celtics for five years. He's probably in his mid-20s now. This is a young club they've got there and a very good one for Boston. Tatum's what? 22, 23. This is nothing for them. Mm-hmm. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Phone number 877-99 on Fox. Jason Smith, Steve DeSager. Second half is underway at Staples Center. It is the Clippers by four. Just under 10 minutes left to go. Uh, now it's by two after LeBron James with a breakaway tomahawk dunk. But I mentioned a few minutes ago, look, we're talking about the big teams and, and, and previews for them this year in the NBA. And we've gone through a lot of the big teams, all the teams that are playing tonight. And I mentioned you know, the Knicks and, and what kind of season it's going to be for them. And I will tell you this. This is how the Knicks season is going to go. I am excited because basic losing for the Knicks, I think, is over. Tom Thibodeau is the absolute right coach for this team. And how I see this season going is this. They will lose a lot early. They'll lose a lot early because Thibodeau has to figure things out and the Knicks are young and they're still going to lose a ton. But they're not going to lose games where it's 36-15 after the first quarter and they wind up losing by 25. Uh, The one thing, seeing them in the preseason, they've all bought into him defensively, his defensive rotations, and they play really well defensive side of the ball, right? I know it was preseason, but nobody got to 100 points. And and seeing the team buy in to Thibodeau's philosophy is great. So they're going to play a lot of close games. They'll lose them because they're not as talented, but they'll play a lot of close games. What about the length they drafted with Obi Toppin too? Yeah, look, look it's it's it they're going to really really surprise people how well they play defensively. But scores I mean, they're so young. They're going to get to about the 50 to 55th game of the season mark and suddenly they'll start beating really good teams. And they'll do it sort of regularly. And there'll be a story where, you know, the last month of the season, the Knicks had the fourth best record in the NBA. Because by then, two or three of the young stars are going to reveal themselves. Now, who is it going to be? I mean, look, Thibodeau needs need some time. It could be Kevin Knox. could be Emmanuel Quickly. It could be Obi Toppin. Quickly, the RJ rookie Barrett. that showed up in the preseason games. Yeah, He's been great. They, they give him the job. Like, well, well, you're that good. We're going to give you the job. Uh, so, one, you know, a couple of those guys are going to break through and show that we are going to be cornerstones for the Knicks moving on. Maybe it's Mitchell Robinson. Look, they have a lot of young talent that they need to, to kind of uh, usher along a bit, and Thibodeau is the right guy to 
to do that. So by the time we get to like game 50-55, they'll start playing really well. They'll beat some really good teams. And at the end of the year, it will seem like, boy, it sucks that the end of the year is here. Then There's no playoffs because I really want to see the Knicks continue to play because they were playing really, really well. And now they're going to go into the next season after this thinking, hey, we're thinking playoffs. We're thinking now we're on the way up. And Thibodeau's going to get coach of the year votes. That's how it's going to go for the Knicks. They'll lose early. They'll lose a lot, but they'll lose close. And then when you get to the last 15, 20 games of the schedule, you're going to see things start to click. Uh, Players like Barrett or Knox, like I said, I don't know who's going to wind up falling out of favor or or be in favor. It's a big, long rotation with the Knicks. But they'll get two or three guys that clearly every night they're going to count on. You're going to say, these are the guys. No, the basic losing has stopped. That's the season for the Knicks. I could see them actually putting something together to be competitive for the exact reason you mentioned because, and I looked it up, there are nine guys listed that are first or second year players. So it reminds me of Calipari Kentucky teams, right? Where they're disorganized, they might be highly ranked and lose early, but usually he gets them to play well by the time February and March comes around. However, when you're talking the Knicks, I can't imagine the roster roster turnover of the last eight years because it's been eight years since they made the playoffs, since they had a team even finish at 500. Is this the team, this central roster, that's going to go into next year and say, oh, 500 is not even a consideration. We can contend. We're we're thinking we're in the top eight, no problem in the East next year. Do you think this Mm -hmm. year will be that kind of... You know, stepping stone. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to play. The, that's how it's going to go. And they're going to realize that they've hit rock bottom and now they're on the way up. And, and it's going to be it's gonna be full of optimism. It's going to be a different kind of vibe with the team. It's going to be a different kind of, of way they develop. Because, like I said, people just don't understand how good a coach Tom Thibodeau is. And I get that he grates on teams and, and he doesn't get along with all his superstars. But I'll worry about that year five after the Knicks are in the second round of the playoffs for a couple of times and they can't break through. I'll worry about that when it happens. First first. I'll, worry, I'll worry about that. But now, I mean, that's what he does. He's going to make this team into a team that competes right Right away and starts winning games later on in the season and then you're going to be thinking of next year hey the Knicks are going to take that step and they're going to be a playoff team easy not a team that maybe they can squeak into the eighth spot it's going to be this should be a team that finishes like sixth in the Eastern Conference next year. I mean, it, I, I feel good about the Knicks for the first time in a long time going into this season. Keep in mind, Tom Thibodeau had been an NBA coach, assistant coach for almost 20 years by the time any of us as regular NBA fans, really the name stuck. And that's when he was on Doc Rivers' staff that was making the finals 2008, 2010. And on and on, people mentioned about Thibodeau and the defense from the bench that he was coaching the Celtics as an assistant. So then he got the Bulls job after that. And he got the Chicago Bulls to a couple of 50-win seasons right off. In fact, uh, his last season there was a 50-win season. So you're right about the grading on, and there are other things that you'll probably have to go through that this higher. But as far as money going to this kind of contract, bringing in this kind of guy, there is a history that actually excuses saying, "Okay, you might have baggage. It's going to cost you. But there is a good track record here. Twitter at how about a fresca, Steve? Uh, you got to get on Twitter, Steve, so you can you can interact. With I'm people, on Twitter. Man. I just don't tweet. I I oh. follow us. I follow oh. the the important people like Rick Bukers of the world and oh, Ken well, that, Rosenthal's. And that's good. I'm and at the, an update desk. You realize and, and the J, the Jason Smiths of the world you follow too. I mean, uh, you, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I follow Fox Sports Radio, and they always oh retweet you. <laughs> oh, 
oh, thanks. Oh, that's good. So you don't need to follow me. You just, oh, that's great. Okay, they do thanks. retweet you. All right. Very good. Now, I was worried I needed to follow you. Now I don't. Okay, that's good. Don't follow I just told people. you I'm not tweeting. <laughs> I'm not going to be tweeting on, on the Friday morning. Nope. I just unwrapped this. And, you know, half of the people's timelines are not quite... You know, okay. worth following. You agree on that, right? Sure, absolutely. Okay. You, you and I will have a conversation in the next 10 minutes. I think we'll, we'll do it. Uh, now, coming up next, Steve and I, hey, we have to go through uh, the latest NFL player who has to apologize because he wasn't wearing a mask in a strip club. I mean, who amongst us hasn't had that happen to them? That story is coming up next right here. Jason Smith, Steve DeSager, who is on Twitter on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my goodness. We're at Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer time. Wow. We are at Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Three more days till Christmas, everybody. Three more days. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve DeSager in for Harmon tonight. And uh, we'll get back to the NBA coming up in a few minutes and a big college football story from tonight as well. Uh, Late in the third quarter, the Clippers were up by 20. Now it is a two-point Clipper lead, 77-75. The Lakers have cut it all the way down to two. Again, still a lot of time left in this one, uh, four and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. But uh, who amongst us haven't had to worry about this story and doing damage control on it? As uh, Washington quarterback Dwayne Haskins has apologized to the team for pictures on social media that surfaced from Sunday night after he had a pretty good game throwing the football in Washington's loss to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Pictures of him maskless in a strip club surfaced on social media. Uh, He has had to apologize for that. Look, I've had to apologize for that. All the strip club pictures of me, Steve, mask, no mask. And I mean like... For what it's worth, he's saying they were hired for a private party at a hotel suite. Either way, you talk about optics a lot. What's the optics of being the losing quarterback and this is your priority (laughs) in 2020 of all plays? Allow me to say... It was irresponsible and immature. Well, I would say that, except those are his actual, at least in his statement, actual words. Right. And and first of all, let me tell you, when I say, I, you know, going masks at strip clubs, like I would go in wearing like crazy masks. Like I'd wear like Bane masks and like Freddy masks. Oh, yeah. No, I was wearing, I'm those kind Do of Do they masks. have a Bane mask that actually changes your voice? That makes they have you to, don't they? Like the superhero villain? I mean, I've never seen one, but they kind of have to have that, don't they? You're not I mean, Bane without the voice right you're not you can't just put on a mask and go hi i'm bane you got to put on a mask and go yes mr wayne that's right it's it's on my (laughs) fantasy team it's why i only blew up the stadium to let him score a touchdown mr wayne uh it's like wearing the yoda mask (laughs) and then not talking like yoda just talking like yourself but this is the thing is that when he was announced he was going to start this week i i said he needs to seize this moment like ryan Tannehill, like marcus mariota and be ready to play because this is his chance to potentially jumpstart his career and maybe be in someone's plans to start at some point. Maybe not with Washington, but clearly somebody else because he's got the first round pedigree. And what does he do? He plays well and then he goes out and he does this embarrassing thing that's a horrible optic for Washington and it clearly shows 
that he doesn't get what it means to be an NFL quarterback. Correct. He's one of those guys who thinks, I'm on fire, I can do whatever I want, man, I'm the best, and I can act how I want to. And instead, what he's done is continue to torpedo his own NFL career. He needs somebody in his ear to tell him, this is not how quarterbacks do it. All right? No other quarterback was maskless uh, with strippers after a game on Sunday night. Okay, Even Sam Darnold after the Jets won, that wasn't that didn't make its way to social media. It didn't have, you, he's got to figure it out, and he just doesn't get it. He's someone that didn't get it last year, and with a year to try to figure it out, he still doesn't get it. Well, that is the, that's the scoop on him coming into the league, wasn't it? You could just sum it up, and he doesn't get it. And this continues to prove that he doesn't get it. I don't care what you're making. I don't care if they get a chance to start. The fact— We got more coming up next right here, Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.